everybody. Welcome back to the podcast. Thank you for joining us. Sorry, it's been a little while. This uh, podcast is coming by request from the River University. I've been teaching uh, the class on Christ the Healer. And one day I took 10 minutes and I said, this is going to be the only 10 minutes that I talk about natural things. And I talked about the stewardship in the notes. It was talking about stewarding your body. And so I talked about some basic things to avoid. And then someone said, can you, he said this, he said, can you, you know, here, uh, we have to ball on a budget. Can you come up with a grocery list of, you know, things to make sure in your diet and things that you should avoid? So I'm doing this um, for for that reason. So we're calling this uh, changing our food habits or balling on a budget. So I was going to go down the list of, of, and I know I've done that a little bit here on this podcast of, of ingredients to avoid, but I'm really going to approach it from an area of habits that people have that need to change. And these would be my top. You know, obviously you can get crazy into it where you're not eating anything but uh, fruits and vegetables and you eat in a four-hour window and whatever, and you'll find that some things work for you and some things don't. But there's things that should be absolutes for every human if you want to protect the health of your body. All this comes back to maintenance and stewardship for you of having a body that'll last you for a long time. And, and when people are young, you know, you can get away with it. You eat stuff and then, but there's a guy that I know that I used to work with who just used to always eat, you know, it seemed like every night he had a bag of chips from the gas station. And every time I would say, Hey man, you, <laughs> if he was with me, I was like, bro, you got to get rid of that. It's full of MSG. It's terrible for your stomach. And you know, that stuff catches up, it catches up with you. And then you get into your mid thirties and you start heading towards 40 and all of a sudden health's deteriorating. And, uh, and, um, there's, there's a guy that I, I work with who, um, now who, had, you know, the Lord healed him, but he told the testimony of eating genetically modified foods and his kidneys were shutting down. They couldn't process it anymore because of bad water and genetically modified foods. So these are things that I believe everyone can make a decision to make a change now. And maybe some of them you've already done and, and, uh, and they don't apply to you. And I want to say this, if this, these tips that I give you are a little bit beginner and you're already advanced past these, then there's a book I'd recommend called uh, food rules, uh, an, an eater's manual by Michael Pollan. And it's an older book, but a great little book that has about 60 or 65 rules in it to help you eat and lead a healthier life. All right. <clears throat> so changing habits. Number one, uh, change from eating late to eating before eight, really before seven o'clock. The rule should be that whenever you go to bed, four hours before you go to sleep is the last time that you eat. Why is that? Well, that is because food is fuel. Food is fuel. People eat. The reason why people put on late is people eat before they go to bed as a comfort. Hey, I don't want to go to bed with an empty stomach. And then they eat right before they go to bed. But then two things happen. Number one, your body uses food as fuel. And that's the primary reason for food. It fuels you for its calories. If you go over to, to other parts of the world, it doesn't say calories. It says energy. Energy kcal is what it says. What is that? Well, you need energy. So if you're going to go to sleep, you don't need energy. So people eat late and then they go to bed and then your body takes time to process things. So two things happen. Number one, you eat and then you go lay down and it's kind of like drinking a Powerade and going and taking a nap or drinking a Powerade while you're playing video games. Powerade is carbohydrates and sugar to be burnt during exercise. Powerade and Gatorade are not to be had if you're living a sedentary lifestyle. And uh, so it's doing the same. It's fueling up to then not use that fuel on anything. And you go right to sleep. And that's the problem. So what it does is it leaves you with unspent fuel that turns into fat, number one. <clears throat> and then number two, it causes your body to have to digest that fuel while you're sleeping. So there's people who, you know, are always tired. Man, I, I get seven hours of sleep at night, but I'm just always tired. Well, you ate an hour before 
bed and you ate something that takes six hours to digest. You know, if you eat red meat at 11 o'clock at night, that red meat isn't digested till about five in the morning. So while you're sleeping, your body's not shut down. Your body's having to work because it will work until it's done digesting. If you eat chicken, it's about five hours. If you eat fruit, it's 30 minutes to digest. But if you eat, if you go to eat chicken, if you eat a burger at 1030, that burger finishes, finishes digesting at four something in the morning. And then you wonder why when you wake up at seven, you're so tired. So if you let your stomach rest, and that's why it's called break fast, you're, you're breaking the fast. It should be that your body hasn't processed anything. If you eat at 6 p.m. and your body's done by 10, your body hasn't processed anything in a long time. And that's really what you want is you want you want a um, you want to be able to eat for fuel. So number one, eat, eating late, change it to eating uh, before eight. Breakfast priorities, uh, taste but extremes here. So um, you have a <clears throat> taste bud. You have things that you like. You have taste buds. You have things that you like. If you wake up in the morning and you eat a, a mild breakfast, not a lot of sugar, not a lot of uh, extreme sweetness or saltiness, um, and you go mild. It makes it that you can eat healthier through the day and not require such extremes. If you wake up in the morning and eat a McGriddle, I don't even think those things exist anymore, but where it's a, it's a donut or a pancake and then a bacon, you know, bacon extremely salty with some sweetness to it, and then a donut or syrup, your, your tongue, that's like it's hitting all the high notes. And then when you go to eat lunch and you're like, well, I should eat something healthy, I should eat a salad, you're, you're not going to be happy. You're going to be like, I'm going to get a salad, and I'm going to eat some, drink some soda, I'm going to go get a, um, one of those boba teas that's you know got 40 grams of sugar in it. If you can start the day off really starting the day with high protein and fat and cutting out sugars first thing in the morning, it'll kickstart your metabolism. So there's some people that just because of the way you eat breakfast, lots of bread uh, or something sweet, um, really, I, I don't even do fruit in the morning. I'll do fruit towards the afternoon or towards the evening because you want protein to kickstart your metabolism. So starting the day responsibly. All right, I got a few more to get through, so let me keep going. Uh, number three, change in the aberrative, eating anywhere. Uh, this is a book, this is a rule directly from this book, Michael Pollan's Food Rules, and it says, don't fuel up where you fuel up. Don't get your food where, where the car gets its fuel. Uh, most of what you'll get in a grocery store uh, is extremely processed and isn't going to do you any favors it's not, it's not going to help you. So if you're eating at a gas station and I'll, I usually, you know, I thought to say maybe Wawa is the exception. Um, but I'm going to just say, uh, it's not the exception. Wawa is not the exception. Don't, you should be out of the habit of eating, uh, where you get fuel. Don't eat from gas stations. All right. Next one. Uh, number four, organic versus conventional. There is a list of, and you can find it online. If you type in Clean 15, dirty dozen. There's a list of foods that can be eaten uh, conventionally without eating organic that are fine. And then 12 foods, dirty dozen, that are a must that you switch to organic because of the huge amounts of pesticides. So I know people, you know, well, I don't have a ton of money. I can't eat organic. But really, there's certain foods that you, if you can't eat organic, you just should not eat. So I'm going to run through these. But the clean 15 foods that if you don't eat organic is fine because usually it's because of the thickness of the skin. The pesticides don't soak through. 
but and that's not always the case. But foods where there's just not very much pesticides in them: avocados, sweet corn, pineapple, onions, papaya, sweet peas, frozen, asparagus, honeydew, kiwis, cabbage, mushrooms, cantaloupe, mangoes, watermelon, sweet potatoes. Sweet potatoes obviously grown under the ground. Those are clean. If you, I mean, if you can get them organic, get them organic. But if you can't, you're fine because of very low amounts of pesticides. The dirty dozen that you literally never want to ever eat uh, non-organic is number one, strawberries, spinach, kale, collard, collard or mustard greens. That's number uh, Nectarines, apples, grapes, bell and hot peppers, cherries, peaches, pears, celery, tomatoes. This is fruits and vegetables. I would add to that, uh, I will not eat eggs. I mean, if I go out to breakfast every once in a while and I eat at a place, I'm not asking are they organic. You, every once in a while, you just eat what's put in front of you. But if you go to the grocery store and buy eggs, you need to buy organic eggs. If you go to the grocery store and buy milk, you need to buy organic milk and milk products, half and half butter. Those are things that need to be eaten organic. And then as best you can, you don't have to eat organic meat, but all natural meats where it's not raised with, you know, there's a reason why there's there's kids that are developing at 10 years old and they're like going through puberty-like cycles at 10 years old and it's because of these growth hormones that are pumped into them. So please, as best you can, do your best to eat those foods organic and believe the Lord. The Lord will help you. Lord, I'd like some extra money so I don't have to, so my, so my, my, a uh, carton of eggs can cost $5 instead of $3. The Lord will provide you with the extra money to do it. Amen. Uh, next thing, um, the sugar dilemma, fake sugars, high fructose corn syrup, aspartame, Splenda, uh, on down the line. I'm going to give you this list. You can look this up as well. But there's certain sweeteners that people, because they want to uh, skip the sugar content, they do fake sweeteners. And there are some terrible, terrible um, sweeteners out there. So I'm going to give you the good ones, good sugar substitutes, honey, maple syrup, dates, coconut sugar. And then even they say monk fruit um, isn't bad. And on this list is stevia. I, I don't do any of those. For me, if I'm just not going to kid myself. If I'm going to do sugar, I'm just going to do sugar and I'm just going to limit what I do. The worst sweeteners, brown rice syrup, agave, high fructose corn syrup, and then, uh, you know, the, the sweet and lows, the uh, sucralose, splenda, saccharin, which is sweet and low, aspartame. You know, they did, they, they did research and they found people who when um, people who drank Diet Coke, which is aspartame, they found tumors that when they cut the tumor uh, out, it was just a tumor of aspartame where the body, <laughs> I know it's gross, the body had actually pushed the aspartame off and created skin around it because it couldn't process it because it's a chemical. It's not actually food. The body doesn't recognize it as food. So all of those, those fake sweeteners are carcinogens and they're cancer forming. Now, I know we believe in healing, but don't, don't because of bad food habits, have to come to my healing school because you've um, just neglected to take care of your body. All right. And then a couple more and then we'll be done here. Uh, read the label. Ignorance is not bliss. Uh, food, reading a food label, it's done by weight. So if you look, if you go to the store and, and, and you pick up a jar of jelly, Smucker's jelly, there's actually like two or three different types of sugars in it because it's done by weight. So what they'll do is they want the number one ingredient to be strawberries. So, but really by weight, sugar is the most, the heaviest thing in there, but they want it to look good. So this is what they'll do. They'll do sugar, excuse me, they'll do strawberries. Number one, they'll do High fructose corn syrup, cane sugar, and and uh, 
something, you know, fruit extract or something like that, some sweetener, where there's three different types of sweeteners, but they just break them up by weight. So it looks like you've got more fruit than anything else. It's actually wicked how they read the label. You should read the label. And then a rule with reading the label is except for yogurt, if you can't pronounce it, you shouldn't eat it. If you wouldn't keep it in your cabinet, don't eat it. Don't let the ingredient be in your food. If you if you cannot pronounce it, the 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 only exception is yogurt, where it's got the bacteria that's got crazy names in yogurt. For the rest, if you can't pronounce it, don't don't eat it. All right, and then uh, um, snack rules, and then the last one, uh, the last one I'm going to read. Um, snack rules uh, again. That goes back to don't fuel up where you fuel up. If you can't pronounce it, uh, pay attention. The last podcast we talked about different types of, I would just say, I read one of the food rules in Michael Pollan's book here is if it's the same name everywhere in the world, it's not food, i.e. Big Mac, Doritos, Pringles. That's not real food. Avoid that stuff like the plague. And then the last two, healthy for unhealthy fats. So fats are very important and getting healthy fats into your diet is very important. Healthy fats like avocados, nuts, Getting healthy fats, even certain types of fish, fish oils, different things, there's there's great things that you can add to your diet that are high in fats, that are delicious, and even meat, meat that has some fat on it. I mean, there's you get a good good beef. Anyway, there's good fats. What what are bad fats is things that are very processed and things like if you look at a jar of peanut butter, most of them they'll have an ingredient called they'll have oil in it and it'll say high partially hydrogenated soybean oil. Something that's hydrogenated, if you see the word hydrogenated, run, run away as fast as you can. Hydrogenated means they've put water into it. So it's hydro, it's got hydro in it, hydrogenated, which fats are there to, among other things, to protect your brain. And when you get unhealthy fats, they, they take the place of a soldier that's going to protect the city, but like a brain dead soldier that when something comes uh, in an attack, it doesn't do its job. You need to have healthy fats in your diet. Fat is okay. Low fat is actually sketchy. Fat is okay, but having the right fats. If you're going to get oil, make sure it's good oils. Make sure it's not hydrogenated oils. It's Those are called trans fats. And besides heart issues and different things, those are terrible for you. And then uh, what, this is another one, another one. What color is that? Food dyes. The food dyes that we have here in the U.S., I talked about Gatorade and Powerade. The food dyes that we have here are carcinogens, which means they're cancer-forming. Red number whatever, 40, blue number four, those things. They're illegal in other countries. They're outlawed in other countries to have them. If you look at the ingredients on from uh, in Canada of the M&Ms that you get, the ingredients are different. They actually have to use food, like uh, some of them use like beetles for dyes. They use vegetables, beets, you know, different things for dyes. And it's healthy. It's it's healthier for you. Those food dyes are actually linked to ADHD. And so you wonder why there's more ADHD diagnosis in the U.S. than anywhere else. And a lot of it has to do with the food colorings that are put into foods. Even if you look at, I mean, it's it's so sketchy. But if you look at, go to Starbucks, almost every one of their drinks, besides just a regular coffee, has caramel coloring. That's carcinogen. It's terrible for you. It's one of the worst things you can put in your body. So, uh, food dyes. What color is that? If it says red forty, if your ingredients have a number, uh, don't eat it. You, you you don't eat numbers. Don't do it. And then lastly. 
Uh, do you have hunger? Um, I was reading about the way Japanese people eat, and this was many years ago, and they don't ask, are you full? What they ask at the end of the meal is, do you have hunger? Which is totally different. Um, if you can discipline yourself to not eat until you're full. Some people are so used to that every time they eat, they eat until they're full. When you feel a pain in your stomach, that means you've eaten too much. And that's your stomach saying you've eaten too much. If you, every time you eat, feel a pain in your stomach, you are overweight. Because that's that's the place that if you hit that, oh, I'm full, that you've actually eaten too much. And that means you're expanding. If you can ask yourself, do I have hunger? When I get to about 80% and you say, do you have hunger left? I don't have hunger left. I could say, uh, I could eat. I could. I mean, I still got 20% room left, but I'm definitely not hungry anymore. I'm not like, look, I'm not like hungry. I don't have hunger. So I want to ask you this. Do you have hunger? If you can treat yourself to train yourself to not eat until you're full, eat until you're satisfied. And you can, and then if someone asks you, do you have hunger? Not do you have room left? Do you have hunger? And when you say no, then put the fork down. Well, I love you. God bless you. I know you're a bit of a different podcast, but to all the RU students and everyone else out there, if this has helped you, please feel free to share it and we'll see you on the next podcast.